I got some new information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. On My Talk. My Talk. Tell me something good. Jennifer Lawrence wants her fellow celebrities to be more honest about how much work it takes to maintain their looks. In the latest InStyle magazine, Lawrence says, quote, if you are 20 pounds underweight and talk about eating pizza and fried chicken all the time, that's not going to make people feel good about themselves. Adding... Julia Show for your hump day. My talk 1071 everything entertainment. Nine o'clock tomorrow morning. You can start buying tickets to Project Down and Dirty, the comedy show. The keyword is comedy. So you gotta go to the website. That's where you will buy your tickets, the MyTalk1071.com website. The keyword is comedy, and we're pretty confident that they are gonna sell quickly, so. Get on the horn as soon as you can tomorrow morning. Get yeah. Johnny. That was just classic. Yeah. classic. That was just classic. Classic, classic. Mm-hmm. classic, classic you. Me. Thank you. Just a classic sort yeah. of Donnie mansplaining yeah. explanation. Well, you know, at least you know. I'm consistent. And then at the end of it, get on the horn. The one thing you don't do anymore. <laughs> I know. I was hesitating because I couldn't think of another word. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's <laughs> such the, like uh, we the, used to do things. We I did know. have to we get on the horn, call. known yeah. as the phone. That's right. I'm going to... Chase, the phone. Apple is trending everywhere today because they've got this new phone and the watch and stuff. I'm telling you, it's like a putting down a down payment on a house these days to buy a phone. Well, and Apple wants to make sure that you always, you know, try and get a new battery, you know, for a phone. I mean, it's just they want you to buy new phones, the phone makers. I, I, I pay so much. I'm paying a monthly payment to have my to get an iPhone that I started paying on like last year. It's like a car payment. Yeah, I don't know why you don't go Android. Because I can't figure out how to use your phone every time I have it. But it, it all if, if I can figure it out, Julia, yeah, you really. can figure it out. Yeah. If you know Apple, you can figure out Android. Oh, yeah. I know, I just have everything Apple. Yeah. I know it would be a Casey real... was even impressed. He said, you take all the pictures. Your phone takes better pictures they than Apple. They do take better pictures. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But, mm-hmm. but yet you make me take the pictures on my phone when we're taking a selfie. <sighs> Julia. I got a lazy arm. I got a lazy arm. My That's thumb exactly isn't right. as strong as yours to push that <laughs> click button. Okay. What to do, what to do. All right. I, get, I, I mean, you guys, maybe we talked about it. Maybe we didn't. Did we know that Sally Field was working on her memoir? Yes. Yeah, I knew. And what happened earlier is, this, but mm-hmm. I mean, earlier this, like, yeah. did we know it last year? I guess I don't ever recall knowing that Sally was writing her memoir because I've always loved Sally Field. She's. You I know, feel like didn't she say something to Andy Cohen because she maybe. lives in the same building as Andy yes, Cohen? Maybe she did. She tell him. Kind of hinted at it, and then Chris Hewitt last week was here the same day that Burt Reynolds passed away, and he had just finished an early edition that he got to read of the book called In Pieces, and it yes. comes out September eighteenth. Right, yes, and he I said. Did. Burt Reynolds would not be happy with what she says about him in the book. Well, they had a turbulent five-year relationship, yes. and she wrote, I hope, in great detail. All about it. All right, well, let's listen. The book is out next week. Okay. Um, Sally Field opens up and is very frank about everything that's ever happened to her, which is the best kind of memoir. Yeah. If a celebrity is going to, you know, if someone's going to yeah. reveal yeah. their life, reveal it warts and all, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. So here's uh, from the Today Show. 
In a remarkably frank account that is both light and dark, Sally Field boldly reveals intimate details of her life in a new memoir. The two-time Oscar winner, once dubbed America's sweetheart for roles like Gidget and The Flying Nun, tells the New York Times that as a child, she was repeatedly abused by her stepfather, actor Jock Mahoney. I didn't know that. My name is Tyrus. Field writes in the book that she was frequently summoned to his room alone and that she felt both a child, helpless and not a child, powerful. This was power and I owned it, but I wanted to be a child. She adds her feelings about Mahoney were mixed, writing, It would have been so much easier if I'd only felt one thing, if Jocko had been nothing but cruel and frightening. But he wasn't. He could be magical, the Pied Piper with our family, as he entranced followers. Fields says Mahoney, who died in 1989, stopped the abuse when she was 14, but the effects lingered. There was her sexual awakening in her late teens she describes as breaking out of my own brain, followed by a secret abortion in Tijuana when she was 17. Field also alleges an early Me Too moment, writing that when she auditioned for the 1976 feature film Stay Hungry, director Bob Raffleson told her, I can't hire anyone who doesn't kiss good enough. So I kissed him, she writes. It must have been good enough because she got the part. Raffleson denied the event to the Times, saying, It's totally untrue. That's the first I've ever heard of this. I didn't make anybody kiss me in order to get any part. Field also writes about her romantic relationship with their co-star Burt Reynolds, who died last week, calling their time together confusing and complicated and not without loving and caring, but really complicated and hurtful. She also characterizes Reynolds as swaggering and charismatic, but also controlling of her. Well, Field tells the time she was relieved that Burt Reynolds would never read the memoir because this would hurt him. In Pieces will be released on September 18th. Wow. And in this New York Times interview... That makes me so sad to know that about her early childhood. She disclosed to her mother about the abuse she endured at the hands of her stepfather until she was 14. And she told her mother, Margaret Field, of the abuse years later when her mom was dying of cancer. Because her Mm. mom never knew. Because, you know, kids very often, they don't tell. They don't don't tell. They don't say anything. And it was around the time she found out she got the part in Spielberg's Lincoln. And her mother, uh, dealing with the enormity of Sally's confession of this decades-old secret, and Mm -hmm. despite her own grave prognosis, assured her daughter she would not be alone in her pain any longer. And so that was, you know, she... She said, you know, it, and it wasn't a one-time thing. It was a series of offenses right. throughout her adolescence. And it didn't end until she was, you know, 14. 14. And, uh, you know, her, her. Um, I guess, you know, this guy, this her stepfather, this Jack Mahoney, he yeah. was a stuntman best known for his role in Tarzan Goes to India. Yes. Which shows you, you I don't know, remember it. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody does. But well, we so. watched all those Tarzan movies. Yeah, but we yeah. Just didn't know who was who. And um, so, anyway, I, I, I can't wait to read this book. I, we all, I think, love Sally Field. Yeah, I know. Yes, I, I've got one coming. Yeah, but they wouldn't send it to me until the actual release date. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and yeah, she probably, I guess, is relieved that um, that. She said this would hurt him. I felt glad he wasn't going to read it. He wasn't going to be asked about right? it. He wasn't going to have to defend himself for a last shout, which he probably would have done. I didn't want to hurt him any further. Yeah. And so that was good timing yeah, so on that anyway, part. Yeah. 
That is happening. But the yeah. interview I have really, really loved reading is the you if you love um, another, this is just thing a very candid GQ interview. The Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Did any? Did you guys get a chance to read it no. at all? I, didn't. I mean, the headline, of course, the New York Post today was meet no beat the Beatles <laughs> because what? of John's <laughs> Paul McCartney story about having a circle um, uh, polishing every you know everyone's just be you know whacking off I guess yeah. is what you say yeah. and John Lennon was there and blah 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 and it was the five boys and they were just you know yep. it's a funny story and this GQ the reporter really wanted because he said one of the things that Paul McCartney living this incredible life, being this person, is that he has a lot of variety of great Beatle anecdote stories that he can give to an entertainment reporter. Absolutely. And he wanted to try and get him to go deeper mm-hmm. and to tell, and he was successful. I mean, his bosses must be so happy with him. And um, so that's been the story, you know, that's gotten all of the... Um, you know, buzz. But the one about do you? Are, the one about him feeling bad that he he didn't do more for Amy Winehouse. Yes, that um, was a story that he met her on the same night he met Kanye West. Right. And yeah, in the GQ interview, you know, he wished that he's like he'd heard the stories about her, and they just ended up kind of saying hi. But I could have said something to her because I knew what it's like to be at that mecca of fame. Right, and that there was something obviously off off, with her, and she seemed so sad. And he said, I just wish I would have told her she's great. Yes. You know, you're great. You're going to be okay. Also, in in his, uh, you know, recalling some of his, he he never uh, was in an orgy, but he... They did go to Vegas, and he, he was they the they were the guy was like the promoters like I'll get you anything you want, and so they were all this is early days, yeah, and you know before any of them or at least Paul wasn't married to Linda. Okay, I had like two two women, mm-hmm. so he had that, and he also shared that John Lennon had sex with a married woman while her husband watched. Because he wanted to him. Well, there was someone in the club that he'd met and they'd gone back to the house because the wife fancied John wanted to have sex with him. John discovered the husband was watching. That was called kinky in those days. (laughs) Well, it still is. Yeah. And of course, people, Twitter was very funny about then Paul McCartney's story about the five boys, you know, um, being in the circle, being in the circle of love and everyone's yelling out a hot women's name. And John Lennon breaks it up with Winston Churchill, <laughs> who he, whom he admired like crazy, like anyone of a certain age in England. I mean, cause uh-huh. Winston saved England. He right. saved. What's his middle name? Yeah, I know. John Lennon's middle name yeah, is Winston. So, but he loved him. So <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, can you just imagine it? And, uh, Oh, John, Johnny, he also Way told, to blow it for us. He also told so to a story. I don't mind knowing this. I heard a lot of people getting up. Why are people so weird about just healthy sexuality and exploration? Who's, who's weird about here? Oh, this? just uh, the the ladies on Access were like, "Oh, I didn't need to know that." People are very clutch your oh, pearls. I up. love early sexual yeah. experience stories. I wish we'd get more of them. This comes as a big shock and, and surprise for Sally, everybody listening. I hope Sally Field is going to give us one. Anyway, the last story that I just he didn't know what Wildy meant when he recorded four or five seconds. With Kanye and Rihanna. 
And he, he didn't had to ask, know what? He didn't know what Wilding. Neither did I. I had to Google Wild, it. Wilding is, you know, when a bunch of kids, you just, like, they they act terrible. They swamp somebody with, you know, they real, just like a pack of animals, and they, like, maybe run through a mall and scare somebody, okay. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Anyway, and John Lennon tried to talk him into tree panning. Where you dr- what? Tree panning where you drill a skull to one's brain to relieve, release oh, the pressure. Geez. And John <laughs> just, yeah, he just said, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then the GQ was like, well, did John ever do it? No, he just liked to say crap like that. See if okay. he can get me going. Funny. It's Funny. really a good interview. All right, listen, we come back. It's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. How are you? We are good. Can I just say a thank you to Lori? Lori brought my daughter, Bernadette, who is obsessed with the Eiffel Tower, a tiny little rose gold Eiffel Tower keychain mm-hmm. from Paris. She slept with it last oh my night, God. Lori. <laughs> she so slept with it. So thank you so much. Very, very sweet. How and does a little kid get obsessed with the Eiffel Tower? It's because she watches this cartoon called Peppa Pig. If oh. you have a toddler, you'll know. Oh. And there's an episode where they go uh, on vacation to Paris, these little British yes. pigs. And then Daddy Pig, apparently, I think, is too fat to fit in the Eiffel Tower. And now so she thinks I it's know. wildly entertaining. Okay. And then when she came to work with me one afternoon for a couple of hours, she saw our big tower that broadcasts our signals at Hubbard Broadcasting and she said Mama, you work at the Eiffel Tower! Oh my god, that's so cute. She was so excited so now she's obsessed with it and now she has her own little one. I so. saw Peppa Pig, Peppa the Pig little, you know, they have the cutest um, little kids stores right. little for clothing. Casey let oh, you go yeah. into one for a second. Well I saw it in the window but I remember <laughs> seeing Peppa Pig and I thought well that is just a fetching little pig it's, on that so it looks so cute on that sweatshirt or you whatever know, it was. I have to tell you it is very it's a very cute show like some you know parents go crazy over the shows that their right. kids make them watch and it's it's entertaining and it's quite funny so okay, it's very cute. Uh, hey it's Mike and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. We're all busy and with Factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Um, okay, let's talk about another mama, Serena Williams, yes. who uh, is at Target. She was at Target today during their big fall national meeting. Really? Yeah. Yes, which is fascinating because, of course, she has been in the news nonstop mm-hmm. following the U.S. Open. She spoke to about 3,000 employees at Orchestra Hall with her husband, and this is part of several scheduled events and speakers this week, and this is what you know a Target spokesman told the Star Tribune that we have a history of bringing in outside perspectives and people and personalities to speak with the Target team. And this appearance had been scheduled for some time. So we don't know exactly what she talked about, although I have a feeling I'm sure some employees will start to, you know, let people know. If you were there, maybe give us a call and let us know. Um, But they, uh, attendees were using the hashtag inspiring to describe their talk. Cool. I know. There you go. Well, Martina Never Troll and Mary Carrillo are speaking out about her. um, The The U.S. Open penalty? Yeah, Yeah. that she was out of line and that if just because men get away with it, women shouldn't be able to get away with it either was kind of their thing. Oh, look at that. So a little different perspective from Mm -hmm. Billie Jean King. Net Martina. But Mm -hmm. you know what? I talked to my brother about it, Julian. He said the same thing you did. He said... At the time of the second violation when she broke the racket, he owed it to her because that is how umpires work to say one more thing and you're going to get a Exactly. Third. He yeah. never gave her and a he warning. he said that warning. was wrong. And then he said, and then it was wrong of her to be Continue. so upset yep. and then take away from Oksana. She took everything yeah. away from that so, girl. I know, that yep. poor girl. And then yeah. she put her arm around her finally. finally. But it was like... It was too late. Yeah. The damage was yeah. done. Right. Yeah, the damage was done because then she she cried her way through the wind. Oh, my was, gosh. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, uh, Johnny Depp's drama, Richard Says Goodbye. The rights have been sold to, uh, is it Saban Films? Donnie just told me and I forgot. Yes. And DirecTV for about $3 million with a 2019 theatrical release planned. So, so this is the one um, that was going to. It's be been in through film a fe- lot. Yes. Yeah. It was announced last year at Cannes, mm-hmm. and then it was acquired by this Global Road, which is now bankrupt, and they were financing it. And so it's been like all these different people. Um, so this is who you know they're picking it up. I don't all right. Know. Well, he won. He won in a, a with his handshake agreement with his ex lawyer. A judge mm-hmm. sided with Johnny Depp on that. Yeah, look at that. I know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can start to wrap things up. Right. We'll see. We'll see. It's all, everything started to go downhill when he brought those dogs to Australia. No, no it was, it was when, when he met Amber, Amber Heard, when they know, got but involved. The, but that was really when the PR disasters started to happen. Yeah, yes. but he, he should have never he been with her. He started falling apart. Well, he should have never left Vanessa. No. no. Yeah, and now no. look at her. She's just better than ever. It reminds me of that... Um, it's yes. another Vanessa, the, um, the the director, Kirsten who, Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Thank yes. you, Julia. Uh-huh. We are on I, the same. I know page. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The director, um, yes, famous director who directed them and Snow and, and Snow, Snow White. the Huntsman, mm-hmm. and then um, had an affair with, uh, with Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart, and then his wife left him, and then ended up like she's so she's much with, better, and she's with Richard Iveen or Jimmy Rich, Iveen, yeah. the music guy, and so happy Liberty Ross, Liberty Ross. It she all comes together, doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's video now that has been released of Harvey Weinstein hitting on a woman right before, um, just hours before she says that he raped her. I mean, this is pretty intense stuff. This video shows this woman, Melissa Thompson, who's one of three women currently suing Harvey Weinstein for sexual assault. And she's pitching her tech startup company to him at the Weinstein offices in 2011. Mm -hmm. And he hugs her when the meeting starts. 
And then he rubs her back and says, that's nice. Keep it up. And then the clip cuts to her giving her pitch. She was 28 and she's kind of joking. Data's so hot right now. Like is in data information. Mm-hmm. And he replies, it's hot. You're hot. Let me have a little part of you. Give it to me. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. It's very gross. inappropriate and it's gross. Um, after the meeting, she says he arranged to meet her a few hours later at a hotel lobby where she thought they were going to close the deal. Instead, she says he lured her to his hotel room where she raped her. Mm-mm. Harvey Weinstein has denied any wrongdoing. His lawyer says that the video was edited to obscure casual, if not awkward, flirting from both parties. Oh, God. Yet again, wow. another um, just ridiculous explanation yeah. when it comes to a power dynamic, too, with mm-hmm. a 28-year-old woman pitching her business to Harvey Weinstein and how horribly inappropriate he behaves. Well, because he's been able to get away with it. Got away with it. For for years. Yeah, for so long. 25 years or whatever. And then Jeff Fager, who was uh, fired from CBS after sexual misconduct allegations were made against him. He was a longtime producer at 60 Minutes. He says he was fired because he sent a harshly worded text message to a CBS employee demanding fair coverage. It was one text message too far on top of all the other stuff. He says one such note should not result in termination after 36 years, but it did. Denial, not just a river in Egypt, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Very good, Elizabeth. You know, oh, only hey, good oh, oh, yeah, sometimes. Good. Yeah. Thanks, friends. That is Thank good. you. Oh, that's a great saying. I don't even, not even sure what it means, but I love it when you can use it in context. What do you mean you're not sure what it means? Well, is denial a river in Egypt? D E N I A L, denial, like as the Nile. The Nile. Like the Nile River. Denial. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Who are we going to meet today, Uh, Well, Julia, you know, you know the name um, Linda Bloodworth Thomason? Yes. Because? She did something. She did. She, <laughs> she did. Designing women. That's it. Okay. I that, don't know her yeah. name. Well, you, she, she's been, she been the in TV. Maybe, Donna, you can roll up how many shows that she's oh, done. But okay. she did. And I just thought, in, because this has been going on so long, Les Moonves' egregious, horrible behavior. So she goes public. So she did designing women. women. So here she said she did a guest column. For the Hollywood Reporter, not all harassment is sexual. She said, this is not the story you might be expecting about Les Moonves. It's not going to be wise or inspiring. It's petty and punishing. She said, I'm all out of grace when it comes to Mr. Moonves. In fact, like a lot of women in Hollywood, I'm happy to dance on his professional grave. She said, I was never sexually harassed or attacked by him. My encounters were more subtle. A different kind of destruction. In 1992, Linda Bloodworth Thomason was given the largest writing and producing contract in CBS history. Okay. $50 million. Wow. 1992. It involved five new series with hefty pilots for each penalty not picked up. That they pay her. Right. Okay. Okay. Designing Women was my flagship CBS show. Okay. And Evening Shade. Starring Burt Reynolds, Reynolds. had just been lauded as the best new comedy of the season. Loved it. CBS chairman Howard Stringer and the president, Jeff Saganowski, attended many of the Designing Women tapings, reveling in the show, 
quoting the lines and giving us carte blanche to tackle any subject, which that show tackled everything. Sexual harassment, domestic violence, pornography. They even greenlit an entire episode satirizing Clarence Thomas's Supreme Court nomination. It was, to say the least, exhilarating. Little did I know it would soon all be over. By 95, Mr. Stringer and Mr. Saganowski were gone, and a new unknown-to-me president named Les Moonves had taken over. By then, I was producing a new pilot titled Fully Clothed Non-Dancing Women. I was immediately (laughs) concerned when I heard that Mr. Moonves was rumored to be a big fan of topless bars. Then someone delivered the news he especially hated designing women and their loudmouth speeches, <laughs> which is, of course, the thing that everyone loved about the show. Right. Julia Sugarbaker, Sugar any of those ladies. Right. Yeah. He showed up at the first table read and took a chair directly across from mine. Actress Ileana Douglas, who later accused him of sexual harassment, sat next to me. Having been voted, this is all in Linda's words, mm-hmm. having been voted most popular in high school, I felt confident I would be able to charm him. I was right. wrong. He sat and stared at me through the entire reading with eyes that were stunningly cold, as in, you are so dead. I had not experienced such a menacing look since Charles Manson tried to stare me down on a daily basis when I was a young reporter covering that trial. Wow. (laughs) As soon as the pilot was completed, Moonves informed me it would not be picked up. And remember, Ileana Douglas tells us that. She was the star of that. I was at the pinnacle of my career. I would not work again for seven years. Wow. She said, during that period, because my contract was so valuable, I continued trying to win over Les Moonves. Yep. And he continued turning down every pilot I wrote. Often, if you'd catch me in the parking lot, he would make sure to tell me that my script was one of the best he'd read. But they decided in the end not to do it. It always seemed... Like he, it seemed he enjoyed telling me this. Right. Just enough to keep me in the game. I was told he refused to give my scripts to any of the stars he had under contract. Then I began to hear about from other female CBS employees about his mercurial misogynistic behavior with actresses being ushered in and out of his office. His mantra, I was told, was, why would I want to cast him if I don't want to bleep him? And he was an angry bully who enjoyed telling people, I will tear off the top of your head and piss on your brain. Gross. Soon I would hear how he'd invited a famous actress to lunch in the CBS dining room. Coming off the cancellation of her iconic detective show, Karen Glass. I'm putting that in. She's not writing that. The star began pitching a new one. He informed her she was too old to be on his network. She began to cry and stood up to go. He stood up, taking her by the, taking her by the shoulders and telling her, I can't you leave, let you leave like this. She reacted, suddenly touched. Then he shoved his tongue down her throat. <gasps> I know this happened because the star is the person who told me. Oh Donnie, is Sharon Glass... That's who they... I know. Is she still alive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Over the years, even when an actress managed to get one of my scripts through an agent, the deal would immediately be killed. It was like a personal vendetta, and I will never know why. Was it because I was championing the New South or I was an admittedly aggressive feminist agenda or both? When the legendary Bette Midler informed Les Moonves she wanted to do a series with me, I'm told he denied her request. When the singer Huey Lewis, whom Les had become enamored with, chose me to write a pilot for him, his contract 
was canceled. Jeez. It would have been so easy, not to mention honorable, to simply tell me he's never going to put a show of mine on right. there as long as he was the president of the network. Mm-hmm. Right. That was his certainly his right. But instead, he kept me hopping and hoping. When I finally realized he was never going to put a show of mine on there, I left. It was never really about the money anyway. I just wanted to work. People asked me for years, where have you been? What happened to you? Les Moonves happened to me. And somewhere in the middle of all this, I was walking the halls one day in the original CBS building. In spite of no longer being employed, I still felt proud. I'd been allowed to make a creative contribution to the network I'd grown Mm -hmm. up with, starting with Lucy and Ethel. Right. Who had electrified me and inspired me to write comedy. I never dreamed I'd become the first woman, along with my then writing partner, Mary Kay Place, to write for MASH. No kidding. The actress. I took pride in being part of a network that seemed to be rife with crazy, interesting, brash women from Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda to Maude to Murphy Brown to designing women. Many of these female characters paved the way for women to be single, to pursue pursue careers and equal pay and lead rich romantic lives with reproductive rights. As I walked, I noticed that the portraits of all these iconic women were no longer adorning the walls. (sighs) Probably less took them down. I don't know why. And I didn't ask. I just know that the likes of them have rarely been seen on that network again. Thanks, Les Moonves. I guess I can only guess they all became vaginal swabs in crime labs on CSI Amarillo. Oh, 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 okay. And for years, Les loaded up the network with a highly profitable male-dominated series, always careful to stir in an occasional actress like the fabulous Patty Heaton or the irresistible Kaylee Cuoco. But mostly he presided over a plethora of macho crime shows, featuring a virtual genocide of dead naked hotties in morgue drawers with sadistic female autopsy reports, blah, blah, blah. On the day I officially parted company with CBS, the same day Mr. Moonves said he would only pay a tiny fraction of the penalties they owed me, my incredulous agent asked what he should tell me. Mr. Moonves said, tell her to go bleep herself. Serious? I was not surprised when he had finally admitted on September 9th that he may have made some women uncomfortable and that those were mistakes. Um, She said, but let's be clear, this is an act of terror. It is not something you correct. Sorry, my bad. She said, I wanted, you know, she said the bet. And then she kind of just said, he'll never be punished in the way he deserves. He'll almost certainly never go to jail. He's already made hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. during his highly successful and truly immoral, bullying, misogynistic reign. Also in her story, she does say he did this to men. I mean, Howard well, Stern, yeah. he did it to other men. There's other you know, people. And she said, perhaps the best thing we can do is to thank Ronan Farrow and all the brave women who came forward to make sure a man like this is finally gone while putting all the other sexual predators who are still in our business on notice. We are not going to stop until every last one of you is gone. We don't care anymore if you go to jail or go to hell. Just know at some point you're leaving. And as for you, Mr. Moonves, I'd love to channel my finest Julia Sugarbaker delivery and say, go bleep yourself. I love that. So, I mean. I love that. And he, it's, that's something. Isn't that yeah. something? Yeah. I, what a horrible man. 
Well, really? for some reason, okay, I just started thinking of something. You know, NCIS is on CBS, uh-huh. and that Polly Perrett left, and it was under things she couldn't talk, talk about. about yep. And she said she... Um, she responds to a CBS And you can statement. bet that Les Moonves probably didn't get her character because she's not conventionally beautiful. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. I could see a guy like that not getting her quirky, gothy mm-hmm. look, you know? Yeah. No, it's mm-hmm. it's really... I'm so glad that Linda... I mean, this gone on for so long and that she had these huge hit shows and he just... Rock blocked her. He just ro- that's I what I can't they, imagine how bad you would. And it's you a just scandal, like, and you 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 know you're screwed. Yeah, because he knows and then everyone. You it's like, because it's like Harvey Weinstein yeah. was with the movies. But but that he would smile at her and it's, yeah and love it. You know, just ugh. the mind bleepery of it all. Yuck. Yeah, I know. Julie Chen. Sometimes we do. I know it. I don't know how. Here's what Polly Perrette alludes to physical abuse and bullying on the set as she left the show after 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I mean, Whatever. yeah, I just I now this I bet, though, more and more we're going to hear more and more. Yeah. About more and more and how petty he was with Janet Jackson. Yeah. I'm yeah. petty, stupid. Yeah. All right. Small. Mm. All right. Listen, when we come back, we got our favorite headlines of the day. All right. Before we uh, break, let's get caller seven on the line at 641 651-641-1071. I've got a couple of tickets for you to go see a lovely musical called Once at the Ritz Theater. It's coming up on Wednesday night, October 3rd. Uh, 651-641-1071. Happy Wednesday to you all. It is, I'm loving the summery, oh, hot, lovely Same weather. Beautiful out. I know. Do you know how many people are going to be in shorts at the bowling alley tonight? Oh. Does that bother you? I, Lori, I can tell it bothers you. Oh, yeah. Bowling no, has started. Yeah, bowling started last week. There's a couple guys that bowl. They're, 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 they, run, they must run high. They they wear shorts year almost year round. They get warm when they bowl. I, the idea of having, I don't know. I, I guess I don't like the ideas of of the knees showing during bowling. It's you like have, you have so many different rules no, about but, to show and not to show. No, it isn't that. I don't know. I just I I don't know. And then I see I see people bowling in leggings, and I really, really, really. Does I, the bottom sweat when you're bowling? When you get a good like bowl, do you sweat bowling? Is there ever enough physical activity for the arm movement and the twinkle toes to sweat? Julia, you are burning calories. Now, whether or not you're burning enough to outweigh what your beers are, okay, well, okay, that's what I'm wondering. it might be an even thing, depending. They on, even uh, each other out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, but yeah, there's just going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of uh, you know a lot of tan legs. I'm going to see a lot of Ooh, tan so. guys' legs. I am not complaining I about like that. I like a guy tan guy leg. But I was seriously thinking, could I bowl in shorts? And I put on a pair of shorts this morning, and then I mimicked a bowling you know you know the Fred Flintstone. Yeah, I did that, and then when I crooked my leg back out and kicked it out, I thought no, no one no can do. I can't do it. I will bowl badly. Not because that I, if you don't look good, I no, I just will be self conscious or something. I don't know. I didn't like how it felt. I need to have jeans on. Okay, got it. I need to have jeans on. Got and it. I don't want to bowl too much tonight. Be too crazy because you know this is my average. We're setting tonight. Oh, oh, so does everyone do that? Try to get gutter balls? 
No, you don't try to get gutter balls, but you don't want to try and bowl like a, you don't want to like bowl your brains out and right. have a high thing. So you just watch your average fall every right. week, which has happened to me one one or two times in what? my no, I long remember. storied bowl, bowling career. <laughs> It is. I can't believe I didn't know the river, the Egypt thing. That was really... Well, remind people what it was. She said... um, Denial isn't a river just in Egypt. And I love that saying, but I... She had no idea why. (laughs) No, Why? What it was even about. I said, is denial a river in Egypt? I mean... It is. How blonde can you get? (laughs) Dot Nile. Now I get it. In a way, it's ruined for me. No, because I love that. No, it doesn't ruin it. But when you say... No. It is, it's just, it was a cute saying, you know, when you said just how blonde can I get? Can I just, I wanted to share this with you. I open my garage door to go out to water my plants and it's opening and I walk right into it. (laughs) (laughs) Right into it. And I'm like, well, duh. Duh. I mean, it was the dumbest thing in my head. And I'm like, come on. Okay. Our favorite, favorite headline today was, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was on James Corden last night, and of course you were busy rocking out to Bruno Mars, so you of course didn't have to watch that. Didn't but have to. Didn't have to. And uh, her most nervous date, she, she got drunk on vodka with Betty White. We're chatting, we're having the best time. I don't drink a lot, so maybe three and a half vodkas in. Anyway, just Betty, she was off balance, leaving the restaurant. We had to leave, and... Betty's going this way and I'm going that way and I'm the bodyguard of a national treasure. I'm like, snap it together. That's hysterical. So she said that was the ner- most nervous date she ever had going out and oh, getting drunk with Betty White. How fun would that be? I know. Isn't that good? <laughs> That's like good. someone around here. I said, do you like martinis? No, they're too strong. I just like vodka. Well, they were in the movie <laughs> The Lost Valentine together. Okay. Uh, and she said okay. she loves pizza and vodka. She's all of us. That's what Jennifer Love Hewitt oh. said about Betty What White. is Jennifer Love Hewitt in that she's getting all this? She's 911? Yeah, 911. Oh, I think she's in Oh, that. with Ryan Murphy. Peter Krause. Yeah. yeah. yeah I like that show. Operator. Yeah. Are you going to watch American Horror Story tonight? Absolutely. Apocalypse? It looks so scary. Well, I'll just say, I'll just say no. Yeah. Are you caught up on Sinner? I'm not. I just have like one episode. Okay. Or, you know, yeah. maybe it'll be two, I guess. Okay, Donnie, what else we got? Uh, Ex-Vanity Fair editor Graydon Carter has defected to Hearst's Esquire. Well, what? his son is works there, and his best a good friend, uh, the oh. editor-in-chief, works Well, you know there. what? I will tell you this about the new Vanity Fair without Graydon Carter. Do you miss him? I miss his letter from the editor. I yep. gotta say, mm-hmm. miss it, miss it, miss it, miss it, miss it. Very much. Yeah. So and he's, he's going to be back. Well, good. Then he can write yeah. over there. I mm-hmm. like it. He had to, he was told when he was at Condé Nast, um, which is Vanity Fair, you've got to cut a lot of people out. You've got to he, streamline the budget. And, and he, he just, just couldn't do it because right. they're all too long. So yep. he just left. Yeah, I get it. Right. Uh, quickly, Halle Berry is going to direct and star in a mixed martial arts drama called Bruised. Do we care? It I don't care. Terrible. It sounds it, it sounds terrible, but Casey will want to see it because he loves that MMA crap. Really? That's his Real Housewives. Oh, yeah. Ish. But people love it. Yeah. I know. They Whatever. love it. They love it. It's the John Wick producer. Could yeah. be big for Hallie. We wish her well. Yeah, we do. Well, she's so in shape. She, yeah, They showed well. us. Her and Marky Mark. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Everybody, what happens tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.? <laughs> I have no idea. Tickets go on sale, people. <laughs> Keyword comedy for the My Talk Project on a Dirty, the comedy. Uh, everyone have a great night, and we'll be back tomorrow.
This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.